All right, guys, welcome back to Ready or Not. Today we're talking about the trouble you get in when you get into other people's trouble. Ready or not, let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome back. We are in the studio today. I got a couple of people. You've heard from Joel Pickett before. Hey, guys. So he's uh, back with us in the studio and the one and only Ashley Anchor. That's right. Hello. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bride of Cody, mother of two boys, right? Yes. Yep. And how old are your boys? Five and three. Oh, man. Yeah. Are they rowdy? They're rowdy. I am learning. I am just made so differently than boys. <laughs> so I'm like, go outside and go play. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah, it's funny. Um, That's good. One thing that I'm always curious, is he like Cody? Are they like Cody? In some ways, yes. Um, and even I ask that, I'm like, what is Cody actually like? I know, <laughs> I know. You know, they say funny words that I'm like, oh, that's absolutely from Cody. And I can't even think of one right now. But even my oldest, he's like so particular in the clothes and shoes he chooses to wear. And that is Cody, which I'm learning more and more. He cares so much about that, which is, it's like such a unique thing about him, but you know, it's cute. That's so, awesome. Yeah. As I was the, the uniqueness. Yes. Cody's such an awesome, yep. he's one of my favorite so people. So great. Um, and your family is one of my favorite families, <laughs> to be totally honest. But uh, your day's been well? Yeah, very good. No, yes. God is good. Extra caffeinated? I'm extra, I, this caffeine is hitting differently today. <laughs> All right. We'll see what it does to you. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, but the topic, you know, on point today, just addressing the reality that we all face, whether you think you don't, uh, the reality is you do to some degree, and that's the, the tendency to be involved in gossip and to be a busybody. The uh, Bible speaks about it. We've all experienced it from one side or the other. Uh, but I'm curious, even from you guys, just when the topic comes up, what's your initial reaction or emotion that comes to the surface? Yeah, I think I just think of it's so easy to get sucked into. And I think it's not only easy to get sucked into, it's easy to rationalize the reason why you're doing it. And so I think the first thing that comes in my my mind is like, no, I don't do that. And then I think, oh, like where are what are the areas in my life that I might talk about someone too much in a way that now it's it's gossip and it's sin. That's the tricky part is the line. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Like where is that line? And I think yeah. it's a blurry line. I don't know if there's a a super rigid, thin line where you cross over. But as a, a lady, oh, wow. right, how does this? Yes. And I think the thing that gets complicated is we can make something sound really good, like it's not gossip at all. And we're like, oh, pray for that person because blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wait a minute, do they know that you're sharing this information with me? So it's like being mindful of that. And I think what's helpful is learning how to respond to it um, because – like, we're all guilty of it, right? Like, I was reading today um, in James 3 8, it says, But no man can tame the tongue. It is on un- an unruly evil full of deadly poison. And the Bible refers to it how it's um, the forest. Sorry, see how great a forest or. Uh, yeah, no, you're <laughs> you got it. It's, it's fire. A little fire kindles and how it turns into something so big. And someone else I remember described it as cancer, right? How it can be like you can't see it, but it just spreads so fast and how much damage it can cause someone, you know? So it's convicting for sure, you know? And for me to be mindful of, 
you know, the things I say. And I think as a mom, even what am I saying about my kids? And even though they can't comprehend or understand that, it's like, is this honoring the Lord and is this honoring them and, and building them up, you know? I, yeah, have experienced gossip and busybodies and being that or having been around that and the word itself, those are, oh, I just feel like it's, you found the moldy cheese in the back of the mm-hmm. fridge. Like It's like, oh, it's just, it's rancid, it's gross, it's disgusting. And then you realize it may be in your own mouth and you're like, oh gosh, it's expired yep. milk or whatever. Um, but how would you, you know, if, if a new believer were to walk into your life and it's something you got to get sanctified out of, right? I mean, if you're not aware of the Lord and his calling and how powerful your words are, and someone comes to the Lord and they just ask, okay, I read this verse and it says not to be gossips and busybodies and that sometimes we're prone to do that. What does that mean? Like, I don't even know what that's talking about. How would you describe that to maybe a new believer? I think when I would describe gossip, it would I would just say, would you say this thing about that person if they were in the room? Yep. And um, when I became a believer, I was 19, and I didn't have any friends, so I was praying that the Lord would bring me friends. Um, And he brought me two, and they were girls. And we were all, like, new believers, so we were learning and navigating this whole idea of, like, being sanctified and what it means to walk in the Spirit and to be holy. And um, one of the girls, I love spending time with her, but she would talk about every person. (laughs) And I'm saying that because what I felt like, you know, I valued that friendship so much that I ended up like calling her on the phone and I was so nervous, but I said, Hey, like, I love you as a friend and I would love to like continue our friendship, but I have a really hard time being open with you because of all these things, you know, that I know about other people um, that you're sharing. Can we like work on that? You know, and it was like so nerve wracking for me because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I knew that if I wanted that relationship to grow, I wanted to have that trust, you know? And so, so I did that. It was terrifying. And she responded so well because the Holy Spirit was in her and she was, she received it well. And we're still friends now, you know? And it's always like, a work in progress, you know, like we all, we're all guilty, but learning like that we can like, um, <clears throat> just uh, build each other up and ho- hold each other accountable. Yeah. You How know? old were you? I was 19. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> to make that phone call. It's that's, the Lord. I, it's it is. The Lord. That's just powerful. You know, that's a powerful testimony. I think, you know, think about that new believer. I think that's something that I would, I would consider talking to them about, mm-hmm. about, you know, not being afraid to to say something. And I think that testimony is like, now you're still friends with this person mm-hmm. however many years later. And it was simply because you pointed out what was going on. But I think gossip is one of those things that it is easy to just let slip. And it's easy to look the other way or, or put it on the rug or act like, oh, it wasn't that big a deal. Like, well, the intention was not bad behind it. Uh, but intention or not, like gossip is talking about someone else behind their back, like you mentioned, uh, that if they were in the room, you wouldn't say those things to their face. Absolutely. Oh, no. Yeah. In that argument, like, well, it wasn't intentional. That's a pretty weak argument. You know, if I accidentally ran my car into your house, like, oh, it wasn't on purpose. Like, well, Still did it. I'm glad you didn't do it on purpose, but that doesn't change the damage that was done. And, you know, there's the moment of gossip that's happening but then there's the residual of gossip, what happens following that conversation. Either 
maybe we don't know it, but we're tarnishing someone else's reputation. And the next time that person walks in the room or is around the friends, everyone thinks just a little less of them. And then again, a little less and a little less. And we're eating away that person's character. We're eating away that person's reputation. It's the death by a thousand cuts, so to say. And I know for me, if if you were the gossiper or even, I don't know, are you less guilty by just participating versus initiating? Like, I, it's a hard one. It, it is hard. I think, you know, of the saying, like, once the toothpaste is out of the tube, like, you can't put it back. But I think on the, like, the other side of, like, the hearing, um, once you hear something, like, it's, and, and you don't address it as, like, I shouldn't have heard that. Like that, whether you are intentional about that or not, that's in your subconscious now, and it's altering the way that you think about other people. And so, I think gossip it gossip goes two ways. You can't gossip to yourself. Right. Um, it, it goes two ways, and so that's the the person speaking, and that's also the person hearing. And both, I think, biblically have a role um, to step into. And I think a lot of times when we do gossip, it can be rooted in our insecurity, you know, as a woman, I think sometimes we feel we could feel better about ourselves when we can make fun of someone or we can, you know, bring down someone essentially. And, you know, it brings us up, right? And obviously, like in the wrong way, and there's no satisfaction in that. And then another thing it could be rooted in is pride. And when I think about that, it's, you know, there's different situations where someone could sin against us or where, we have like, you know, difficult relationships. And if, you know, there is like a, I'm thinking of like a family member or something who's like saying something bad about you. And it's, you know, our pride wants to control the situation and we control it by maybe like say, feeling like we need to win by having the last word or talking down on them. And, and, you know, it's this false idea that we have control by, by saying horrible things about them, you know, cause it's me versus them. But you know, that pride, it's all rooted in pride too. So it's, you know, going to the Lord and saying, Lord, like, what is the root of this? Like, how can I, why, why, why do I feel like there's a need to act this way? You know, and, and also remembering like the Lord is sovereign over everything, over these relationships that I have this with these people, over these circumstances, and he is going to take care of those situations. It is not there's no need for me to control any of it by saying anything, you know? So Completely. Those are, that's awesome. I never even thought about those, I guess, elements and where gossip is prone to come from, especially when you bring in the argument side. You've been wounded or hurt mm-hmm. or wronged by somebody. I don't think, well, I, I don't think too often, although it is, it is occasional that people set out to build their team and get people on their side so that they can win the argument. As a believer, it's like, no, you should pause and just let the Lord be your defense and or show you if you're the one that's wrong. Maybe that person was right in what they said. Um, But I know just trying to think of like different scenarios and situations, I don't know how well we handle excitement or the surprise and unexpectedness of something. Uh, A lot of times the reason you bring something up like, oh, my gosh, did you hear and things that shock us or are out of the norm and just kind of shake reality for a moment. And I, for me, I can relate to understanding like why that's brought up. It really caught you off guard. So, oh my gosh, and you're processing it out loud. But is it okay to process those things out loud? Uh, I'm curious what you guys think. 
about whether that's good or bad, healthy, unhealthy, what settings is it okay to process it out loud? Yeah. When is it not? It's such a gray area, right? I mean, with social media now where you're like just watching people's lives happen then and also like with reality shows, that's why they're so popular because it's like in our sinful nature, right? To like to dig into all these people's lives and talk about it. And um, I think what base I would go off of is just like, is it building that person up, you know, and just go back to that. Is it honoring God in anything? Like, is this honoring God? Is this building that person up? Or is it, like you said earlier, affecting the way that people view this person? Yeah. No, I think of uh, Ephesians 4.29, which Paul says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification or building up that it may impart grace to the hearers. And so I think if you're the one talking about someone else or something else, thinking about how the person you're talking to is perceiving that, like you mentioned, like they're going to start to look different about this person. And we usually use this verse in Ephesians to talk about, you know, that cursing is a sin. Uh, But it's so much more than that. It's not just, you know, not cussing. It's it's not letting any corrupt word proceed out of your mouth about someone else, but what is necessary, good for edification building up. And so I think that that thinking, like thinking it through, like I'm going to, I'm about to share this with someone. They don't know what's going on in this other situation. What is the end result of this? What is this person going to think about? And the, the situation that this, you know, caught off guard or surprised by, um, how are they going to feel if they know I'm sharing this information? And also the Lord tells us to be slow to speak and quick to listen, right? So yep. we can always be careful. That's a two ears and one mouth. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Even the example you gave in James about that basically a little match can start a forest fire. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I've truly experienced and watched this happen multiple times where Someone brings up conflict or did the did you hear mm-hmm. because it's timely and it's emotional and it's something going on. And then a couple days later, that individual calms down, works it out, even reconciliation happens, and the relationship moves on. The mm. friendship's healed or the drama's over and the solution is found to the problem. But everyone else that was part of the gossip circle is still kind of up in a frenzy. They're now this forest fire. The match has been extinguished a long wow. time ago, but the forest fire is now burning. And we don't come back to put that out. We don't go back and, and say, hey, we had this wonderful talk and it's all good now and I was wrong and right. we're best friends again. And even that, I don't know if it's 100% appropriate to now go tell about a personal experience right. of reconciliation. Like that should be private too. Mm-hmm. But the fire just keeps burning way longer than the match, you know, um, and being being really, really careful about that. Uh, when it comes to being in the moment, I, let me back up. Um, what would you say to somebody when it comes to just how do you handle hearing gossip? Uh, not necessarily how do you respond to the people, because that's kind of two questions. There's the intervening in gossip. But then there's like your own thoughts, your own heart is being affected right now. What do you do with those things? As if you, you're hearing it yeah, from hearing someone it. else. You're hearing it in, from someone in else. In the moment. And every conversation starts off innocent. You're talking. Right. And at some point, a thought comes to your mind like maybe this isn't No, I think that's, that's so good. I think this is good from whether you're hearing it or maybe it's coming out of your mouth and you have that moment 
that you realize in your head, I think I'm gossiping about this person. I know I've experienced that where it, it does start off innocent, like you said, but then I think listening to the Holy Spirit, whether hearing or even in the midst of talking, and in that moment that you realize, I think I'm going too far, whether it's the person talking, like, stop, and just be like, uh, and you don't have to make it super awkward, like, I was just gossiping about this person, but I think in your own heart and mind, stopping, and then if you're hearing that, like, not being afraid, like Ashley did, you know, however many years ago when she was 19, like, to say something, um, whether that is in the moment or whether that's following up, like, hey, I, I, I don't think that was that was right. You know, the, I think every situation will be different. I, and I think too, it's hard to receive, to be honest, when you're like, you're struggling, there's someone who like really, you know, did something and you're hurt and like, you know, the world is like, oh, you can just vent. It's like, no, that's not biblical. Go to the Lord. Right. Um, but I value the friendships that, you know, say things and respond with things like, oh, you should go ask them. You know what I mean? When those questions come up like, oh, what happened with so-and-so? You know, like people trying to seek out those things. Oh, you should go ask them. Or um, that's not my my information to share. You know, those are like two valuable statements that I think you can use if people are even trying to find out information that really isn't your business to share. You know what I mean? So um, I value those people who can can stand up and say, no, like, it's like that's, that's not my information or anything like that. And also, like, can we talk about how, too, when you're around people who are, like, just really enjoying that, it's so uncomfortable, you know? And it's, like, being mindful of, like, knowing that, you know, when you're a young adult, there are going to be some people who you're just not going to share personal things with, and that's okay, you know? And you'll find that maybe there is one person or two people that are in your circle of friends that you can trust that will... Um, keep what you have to share, what you're going through, you know, private. And sometimes you'll learn that the hard way because, you know, your information will get out there and, you know, you'll learn. But just like be mindful of that too, of that, you know, not everyone understands like what trust looks like in those friendships and go from there. Yes, completely. And I'm curious, you know, we talked about you're damaging other people's reputation but if you are younger in general or younger to the Lord, uh, play it out for, you know, a couple of years in your mind. Go through this, like, what do you project your life? What do I think this would do to my own reputation? If generally speaking, most of my conversations are filled with bad news about other people or drama just in general, eventually y- you are creating your own reputation, and pretty soon, people might need someone. They're not going to call you. Right. <laughs> like, right. They're going to want to trust somebody with something. They're not going to call you because right. you're going to be known as the gossip yeah. busy. Yep. Now, Proverbs talks about a tale bearer. That's like the term that it uses. And it talks about, you know, the different warnings for those who go around telling other people's tales uh, and how you know, someone who is doing that is not a trustworthy and faithful person. It's like you're, uh, you, you might be telling someone uh, like David, you're, you're talking about some, uh, someone else's information. And in that person's mind, it's like, well, I've told you stuff. Like, who are you going around and, and telling that I don't know about? So I think that's, that's, that's a really good point. Yep. Uh, another thing I think it's worth just bringing up and keeping in mind, and this is something I 
honestly, it took a long time for me to learn to put into practice. In a test, you know, if there's a multiple choice test, would have gotten this answer right. Most people probably would. But should you believe everything you hear? Mm. No. We all know the answer's no. But in the excitement of the moment, you walk away believing it, and you don't even realize you believed it. It's like a tranquilizer. You're just waking up one day. You don't even realize you got put to sleep. And how many times walked away from a conversation or a group thinking that that was actually true, when in reality, you may find out there's a whole nother side to the story, or it was embellished to because of the excitement of the moment. Uh, how many times have we been like, wait, you know, you hear someone and you know what I told him? I told him this. I'm like, you said that? Well, <laughs> not out loud. It was in my head. <laughs> but no one ever confesses that they didn't actually say the thing that was really just in their mind. So one of the things the Bible says is not to believe accusations, especially against older people or people of leadership, but I think it can be applied in any situation, not to believe accusations unless there's two or three witnesses. And so learning just to like hear stuff and be like, I don't even, you know, I'm still going to like that person because I've never seen that in them. Or I'm still going to be friends with that person because they've ne- I've, I've never seen them treat anyone that way or handle themselves in such a manner. Uh, so important, but it's so hard. Yeah, I think, I think it's so relevant in our culture today where there's that quick accusation on social media. And now we have these like devices in our hands that we can use to publicly like gossip about people and it can spread. And, and that's why they're, you know, the whole fake news type of thing. Um, It's so relevant in that way where for us, we need to be aware of what, what we're, what we're taking in and what we're considering. Um, and I think that verse that you shared, David, the, you know, not taking an accusation just by one person, um, I think is something that, that we need to, to put into practice in a very real way um, where we, we might file that away. Okay, like I, I heard that, but I, I don't see that. That's super important. It's funny how many times you'll guard your own heart and mind, which we're instructed to do. Guard your heart and mind because out of it flow all the issues of life. I remember I even took a phone call a couple years ago about, it was probably one of the most intense phone calls I've ever taken in my life. And it would be something to the extent of like, I'm going to make this part up just to protect you know character and stuff. But you know, this person, imagine they call and say, hey, I, you know, Joel, I know Joel. Believe it or not, Joel came home and I watched him punch his own kid in the face. And you're like, oh my gosh. What? It didn't have to do with child abuse, but it was that intense. It was that real. And he told me the whole story and what happened. I said, okay, well, I need to call Joel. So I'll call you back after I talk to Joel. He's like, what? Like, just, I believe you. I 100% actually believe you. But I feel bound to do what the Bible says and not just go by hearsay, tail bearers. I got to call Joel. And made the phone call. And I was like, hey, this is what I heard. He's like, yep. Okay, I'll call you back later. Like, <laughs> but getting the story straight, right, you know, because right. how many times is it not accurate? Right. Uh, Proverbs six, right? Heavy. Honestly, it's a very short but heavy thing. And God says, "Here's six things I hate," and Eve gives a seventh that are an abomination to the Lord. And one of them is He hates people that sow division amongst the brethren. 
And gossip's so small, we feel like, oh, that's not divisive. Oh, sure it is, you know. Uh, it just takes time to really make the damage. But it's absolutely, it's really divisive and dividing people, dividing character, dividing the body of Christ. Yeah, I've, I've seen, you know, Pastor Jack display that type of integrity really well, where, where, you know, during this COVID season, so many new people have been coming. We were like this foster church. And, you know, I mean, I've heard him say, like, people will start to say what happened at the other church. And he's almost like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. Like, don't, don't tell me like, you're here now, praise God, like let's worship together. Uh, but d- don't give me those details. And, um, and I think, and I think because it's like, okay, this is one person reporting that might be true. Um, but I, I've seen him display that in, in, in an awesome way. Yeah, that's such like such a simple thing to say is just say stop. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Don't tell me. You know, just someone starts saying something, just say don't tell me. <laughs> well, doesn't it make you appreciate the person that just said yes. it? Like, oh, you're right. Yes, I shouldn't talk about mm-hmm. this. And wow, right. you don't want all the juicy gossip, right? I think I think I appreciate you. Like it <laughs> has it's so simple um, and yet powerful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have any kind of ending thoughts. I couple things maybe as we inch our way towards the end here. Yeah, I, I love it. in both First Thessalonians and in Second Thessalonians, Paul talks about this idea of, of being a, a busy body. And, and in Second Thessalonians three, he says, "For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busy bodies. Now those who are such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread." And there's kind of this contrast that he has, where it's like, "Hey, you're not doing anything, so you're so busy talking about other people. Like, get to work." You know, and, and and do your thing, and I think it's true. Is like if you find yourself as someone who's just always talking about other people, then you need to you need to start working for the Lord. You need to start serving and getting involved because you got too much time on your hands. I know, and that's con- that's a convicting thought for sure. Sometimes if Cody brings something up, if there's drama, I'm like sometimes people are just bored. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> well, you're just bored. And then, <laughs> yep. So true. You just make this, you know, drama or things like that. You know. But that's an excellent verse to be reminded of, right? To um, just focus on the Lord. What verse was that again? This is Second Thessalonians three eleven and twelve. It. Yeah, eleven and twelve. Check it out. First Thessalonians three eleven and twelve. And it's funny how much I don't think you can make a a hard fast line like it's the only ingredient. But biblically speaking, in Thessalonians, in First Timothy, there's this illusion that. Gossip is sort of, and busybodiness is sort of the fruit of someone who's not investing their life into very much. They have idle time. Their mind is not busy with good things. And so they have a void that's filled with the flesh and carnality. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like there's not that satisfaction in your own life, so you mm-hmm. got to talk about other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's for us. I mean, we just like we talked about, we can all fall into that, and then we need to say, okay, I need to focus on what the Lord has for me. Yep. yep. You think about why, right? We'll end with this, but why does God care? Why does God care? What's it to him that I do or don't talk bad? It's like, well, two things going on, I think. Maybe there's more. You guys... But two things going on. One is that if you're in the workplace or you're at your school or you're with your family, you are representing more than yourself, right? Because eventually they'll catch on to like, oh, that's how Christians are, like, which means that, gosh, that whole faith thing's pretty, pretty weak and flimsy. Mm-hmm. 
And so we're really not building our reputation. We're building the reputation of Jesus. And to falsely represent the Lord is to take his name in vain or emptiness. So being careful because you represent not just yourself, but the church and not just the church, but ultimately Christ, who is the head of the church, Colossians says, and realizing, man, my life's about more than me. And it's really about the Lord. And so I need to make sure that people think well of the Lord, or at least that I don't muddy up his reputation. And then the second one, right, that's God's glory. You don't want to tarnish that. But then God's heart for us is that we'd experience the, the fruit of the Spirit. It's not just that you have to be those things. He wants you to have those things, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, long I know if I'm busy stuck on all the, the burning embers of life, there's not a lot of joy. There's not a lot of peace. There's probably not much love, not a whole lot of kindness going out or coming into my life. And if, if you guys are listening and you're like, I need joy, I need hope, I need these things, I want those in my life, God does too. So maybe you're stepping on your own air hose and like change up the conversations and speak good things, speak healthy things. Uh, I don't know. I think we pollute our own well sometimes. And the Lord wants to pull it out of your life, one, because you represent him, but two, like, man, you're, you're stubbing your own toe. Like, what are you doing here? I don't know if that makes sense. You guys have any closing thoughts? I think that's good. All right. Yeah. Well, whatever you guys do with the rest of the day, do as unto the Lord, and uh, you won't regret it. So we will see you guys later. See ya. Bye.